It's Christmas! Christmas Day, my ass. I'm driving home for Christmas. And happy blooming Christmas to you and all. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Merry Britsmas. For new listeners, or those that simply forgot over the last 10 months, my name is Adam, and this is the podcast that covers all things festive from a British perspective. Merry Britsmas has been hibernating since December, mourning those sad months where Christmas feels so far away. However, I've been listening to amazing podcasters such as Tis the Podcast, Can't Wait Till Christmas, and Tinsel Tunes, and new podcasters like Christmas Clatter, who kept that festive spirit alive every month. Well, we are well into those burr months now, which has given me a nice gruff voice thanks to a seasonal cold, and with this in mind, I thought I'd get my festive spirit back on track by releasing the third Merry Britsmas podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be exploring a Rocketman-inspired Christmas song, some dark holiday television with Black Mirror, and the madness of Christmas pantos. Let's get going. Sir Elton John is one of the most famous performers in the world, and the 2019 hit biopic Rocketman, which I haven't seen yet, covers his life and struggles. Even though I haven't seen it, I feel they sadly may not spend the full two hours on his true greatest hit, 1973's Step Into Christmas. The cheesy pop smash was written by Elton and his legendary long-time writing partner Bernie Taupin. Elton was already a major star after hits like Your Song, Rocket Man and Crocodile Rock. He decided to offer up a Christmas gift to his fans in the form of a new festive song and he has stated that he also wanted to echo and pay homage to the likes of Phil Spector whose Christmas record had defined that fuzzy warm sound of the season. The track was done in a day, Sunday, November the 11th, 1973, at a place called Morgan Studios in London. A lady called Kiki D of Don't Go Breaking My Heart fame even provided backup vocals. He released the track a couple of weeks later, but at the time, it didn't even hit the top 10. It ended up reaching 24 in the UK singles chart. However, it did hit number 10 on the same chart in 2018, thanks to streaming services. There was also a little-known B-side, wonderfully entitled Ho Ho Ho, Who'd Be a Turkey at Christmas? It's not quite surprising that it's little-known.
step into Christmas has become a British Christmas staple, but there has not been as many covers as I originally thought there may have been. Indie band The Wedding Present recorded an edgier version in 1991. Throwback retro pop stars The Papini Sisters added their retro spin to the song in 2010. Produced a stripped back indie pop version in 2013. And finally, a British Oi band called The Business change some lyrics for um, a different, unique take on the track. I'm sticking to the 2019 pop culture spectrum because Black Mirror unleashed three more strange tales into the world via Netflix this year. I love Black Mirror and all of its techno-dystopian futuristic madness. It hooked me since series one and there are very few episodes that I don't think very highly of. So, when a Christmas special was announced in 2014, I couldn't bloody wait. and it really did not disappoint. White Christmas diverts from the usual Black Mirror style in that it sort of covers three stories in one through its strange narrative style. We start with two men, Joe and Matt, played by John Hamm and Rafe Spall, and they're stationed in a remote outpost in the wilderness preparing for Christmas Day, talking and trying to find ways to pass the time. Matt tells Joe a couple of stories about his life that reveals some of the horrible things he has done using technology to spy on women for hopeful dates and creating cookies of humans, which are basically digital copies forced into a type of slavery for their original human. What are you doing? I'm doing Christmas. Christmas? Packet gravy. How British. Confidence. Just talk to her. Do you maybe want to go somewhere a bit more quiet? You ever been blocked? Stop, or I'll block you. Just please stop. Don't you go. Can't see or speak to them. There's just a shadow. Is it set up? 
You are all set and ready to go. I don't want to be in here. I don't want to be in here! It'll be much easier if you just comply. A feature-length special from Charlie Brooker. Black Mirror, White Christmas. This leads to Joe's story, which I urge you to go and watch, as me just telling you will not do the episode justice. I love the dark tones of the show and how it contrasts with the festive backdrop, especially using a previous Britsmas tune, I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day, in its shocking ending and final horrific moments that turn the song into something almost horrifying. For a while after watching, you won't be able to listen to that song in the same way. Both Spall and Ham give brilliant performances that are charming, tense and sinister at different stages throughout. So, Claire, she was my wife, she's British, I like her. And I'm your wife, in fact. Claire found out I was involved and took what you might call a dim view. She blocked me. You ever been blocked? I've had enough, Matthew. It's done. Stop. Not this Stop. time. Drives you crazy. Why? Once they hit that button, that's it. You're locked out. End of conversation. You can't hear or speak to them. They can't hear or speak to you. Every time you look at them, there's just this anonymous shape. The writer, Charlie Brooker, is one of my favourite human beings on the planet. He knows how to capture the state of the world, modern media, technology, and all of those tricky moral situations we find ourselves in every day. Generally speaking, I think a lot of shows, most shows exist to reassure people. And I kind of wanted to do something that, that, was, that would actively unsettle people, because um, I kind of felt that was, that was missing. <laughs> Finally, I get onto a strange tradition that's so ingrained in British culture that it didn't feel odd to me until recently when I looked at it with my adult objective eyes. The pantomime. Panto? It's just bonkers. It's the crock! <laughs> The captain's going into shock. Does anybody know CPR? Don't worry, I know the whole alphabet. <laughs> it has its roots in traditional folk plays and Italian commedia dell'arte, where good defeats evil, heroes rescue damsels in distress, and stock characters use humour and exaggeration to great effect. You've got to have a baddie, you've got to have a goodie, and you've got to have a joker. And I play the baddie, and I love it. Early British pantomimes in the 18th and 19th century were silent shows using dance and gesture with the name literally meaning all sorts of mime. Over time the show became more comedic and crowd pleasing, developing into children's shows with slapstick, chases around the stage, lots of dancing and acrobatics. The traditional plots became mixed up with fairy tales and stories such as Cinderella, Aladdin, Jack and the Beanstalk and Sleeping Beauty. Modern pantos usually have certain traditions including the lead male often being played by a young woman, an older female character being played by a man in drag, lots and lots of crude double entendre for the parents in the audience, fairies, magical creatures 
sing songs, getting the audience to sing along as well, slapstick galore, and animals, usually horses, being played by two actors stuck together in a ridiculous suit. The best part, of course, especially for families, is the audience participation, where traditional responses include, he's behind you, or, oh yes it is, and, oh no it isn't. Villains are hissed and booed, heroes are cheered, characters in danger or trouble or distress receive shouted out help. I work for the evil Baroness. That's who I work for, and, and whenever she comes up, and she is evil, let me tell you how evil she is, first of all, just, just to give you an idea, right? For a start off, she kills wild animals with her bare hands. <laughs> you'll know when the evil Baroness comes on, right? Because you'll hear this music from Uncle Phil. It's your job. Then it's all down to you, boys and girls, girls and boys, right? And this is what you have to do. You have to do some booing and some hissing. Now, booing is easy, isn't it? We'll do it. Just one, two, three, boo. <laughs> easy. But hissing is a bit trickier. So I want to practice a bit of hissing. Because, no, just, just wait. Wait. You're wasting your own time. <laughs> I think it's a good idea like, to start a show like this with one big long hiss. And then you, you don't need another big long hiss till the interval, right? <laughs> so, I count to three, I want you to give me the best hiss you possibly can. One, two, three. That's cool, like frying bacon. Fantastic. <laughs> That's very good. Now, you're all covered in spit, but it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> in the last few decades, British pantos usually have an odd mixture of actors and minor C-list or D-list celebrities popping up on stage up and down the country at Christmas time. The smaller the town, the odder the celebrity. Think reality television, daytime television presenters, export stars, an interesting mix. I'll leave you with a few words about what Panto means to Neil Patrick Harris. This is kind of like the Rocky Horror Show for, you know, 10 year olds. So, get listening to Elton, Check out some Dark Black Mirror Christmas, perfect for the month of Halloween, and maybe try to find a local panto. Or, if you're not British, YouTube them and marvel at the strange and the unusual sights that we have over here. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back very soon with November's edition of Merry Britmas. And happy blooming Christmas to you and all. <laughs>